listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. If you have a belief about yourself that other people would say isn't true, who's right and who's wrong? So if you have self-limiting beliefs, for example, I'm not good enough, but other people will tell you that you're incorrect, who has the correct perspective? Are you both right? Or is one of you right? Are you being modest? Or is someone else being too nice to you? Or is there a truth somewhere in there that is difficult to decipher? I'm going to talk today a little bit about beliefs, where they come from, and those niggling, limiting beliefs that do exactly what it says on the tin, they limit us. So beliefs start, believe it or not, way back. Some people will say in the womb, and other people will say shortly after birth. But there's a lot of programming goes on in the womb that the fetus is picking up on the emotional profile of the mother. And in that time when we're in the womb, we're in a lot of brain patterning that's very similar to REM sleep or REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep. So it's a little bit trancy. And so our mind is like a sponge and we can absorb an awful lot quite passively. And it's the same when we're very young. So this time between naught and seven, sometimes called the imprint time, is a time when, believe it or not, we're, we're largely in a hypnotic trance. Our brainwaves are very different in those early years than when we are teenage or when we're adults. And it's this imprint time where we set up so many patterns and so many beliefs. So the reason is that we don't have that ability as very young people to sift out what's real, what's not real, what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's false. We just kind of take it on board. So obviously we're going to take it on board from the people that are around us. And we just absorb their patterning. You can almost think of it like computer codes. We take on and run the same software as they have because we don't know any better, because we haven't got a critical mind at that age. We're just loading up loads and loads and loads of software. So that belief that you're not good enough could have come from being a very young person. And the belief that you might have about your riding or yourself as a rider could have come from when you were preschool and had nothing to do with riding. So we we have these beliefs then and this patterning set up really young age. Some of that patterning we discard as we grow older and we recode our beliefs 
So we, you know, we do an update to the software. Some of the software we delete and some carries on. And we can actually override this system. It's not an automatic system like most things in the unconscious mind, unless we allow it to be, unless we leave it to its own devices. And I love, the, there's a very old quote from Alexi Sale. And he said, the thing about my unconscious mind is that it thinks it's got a mind of its own. And I love that quote. It makes me smile because an unconscious mind will just keep running its programs until you delete them or change them or update them. And the fact that you are the controller here, that you are the programmer, is sometimes quite illuminating to people. They imagine that the mind just kind of rolls on and on day by day, doing its thing, controlling us. And actually, it's the opposite way round. So the mind will keep going on and on with the same old codes and patterns and software, but we can override it. And that's what's hugely liberating. So if you do have a pattern, a belief, a habit, an an anxiety, a negative emotion, it can all be reassessed and either deleted or removed or tweaked in some way, updated, refined, anytime you want. So think about beliefs that you've had in the past that you no longer have. Most of us believed in Father Christmas or Santa Claus. Some people may have believed in the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny. And as adults, we've we've lost that belief. And you probably remember around about the time when you lost the belief. Maybe, maybe somebody told you or said something, or did something, or you heard something, or overheard something, and it stopped the belief. The belief didn't keep going. You're not now an adult who believes in Father Christmas just because you did when you were five years old. And that loss of a belief can happen for all kinds of beliefs, including limiting beliefs. So these are often of a style such as, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. I hear that sometimes with riders, especially if they've got a super duper horse, maybe a horse that that has done it all or has phenomenal breeding. They don't feel worthy enough of their horse. The horse has no opinion, apparently, on this. I'm sure the horse just wants to be cared for and looked after and, you know, have a nice life. I'm I'm sure they don't think that way. Another style of limiting belief is I'm not deserving. Maybe something has happened, you know, which other people would see as a positive. Let's say an opportunity has just 
hit your lap. And, and maybe it's look, and maybe it's just one of those things. And you think, oh my goodness, I, I don't deserve this. I've done nothing to get it. I've not worked for it. It's just been given to me. Limiting beliefs are also when you hear people say, I can't. And other people, such as trainers, coaches, instructors, friends, would say, yes, you can. So very often it comes across as, I can't. Other styles of limiting beliefs are when you can hear people say things like, I could never do that, or I wish I could do that. Wish is one of those curious words. You know, I wish I could jump three foot six. I wish I could hack out alone. I wish I could do well at my competition. They sound like goals. And there's a little bit of an undercurrent there that it's not a goal. There's something in there that's kind of hidden. It's not very hidden. It's, it's pretty easy to get to the surface of it. But it's kind of like, I wish I could do that, but I can't because I'm not good enough. So be careful of wish because that's usually something, especially if it's said in that certain yearning of voice, it's usually something that is a limiting belief. There are also limiting beliefs, of these are slightly controversial by the way, surrounding things like accidents and certain illnesses. And let me do a, a massive qualifier for these. So these ones are more in the style of you don't want to do something and your mind is able to take control because it's just decided, you know, you, uh, maybe you're stressed, maybe you're burnt out and you need to rest and you won't rest. You keep going and going and going and your mind is starting to realise we really need to rest now. And so it makes you feel a little bit under the weather. And you've probably, you know, seen this and felt this before where you can kind of generate illness. You know, you can start to feel a bit headachy, you can start to feel a bit achy in the joints and, and it sort of manifests and it grows. Your mind can also, obviously, be at such a frazzled point that the immune system is really depressed and that then allows infections to take a hold. The accidents one, even more controversial, but there are people who have told me that they had an accident but they have no idea how it happened and it happened at a time when they really needed to slow down and they weren't slowing down. They might have been speeding up or they might have known that they were heading towards, you know, full stress or full burnout. And it's almost as if the mind took control of the body and something happened and it stopped them. They had to have time off work. They had to have time off riding. And it was the only way that their mind could do that. Now, 
those style of limiting beliefs, as I say, are highly controversial and believe what you will, but they're there to think about and ponder on. So limiting beliefs and all our other beliefs, consider this. Beliefs aren't real. Now that's quite a thought because you probably think, okay, well, I can understand a limiting belief might not be, especially if you've got a crowd of people or someone who has a great impact on your life or someone who influences you in a really positive way. You can probably think, well, if they don't think it's true, and you know, maybe it's time for me to start unbelieving it. Um, but beliefs, they, they feel quite real, don't they? And the funny thing is that limiting beliefs, when you have one, can feel as real as any other belief. But none of them are real. They're just packaged away in the software. They're just codes. And if you think of it like computer coding, then computer coding, if you just think of all the symbols and letters and numbers, isn't real. It isn't the software itself. It's just a load of gobbledygook. And when you're thinking about your beliefs about yourself as a rider and what you can achieve, then think about what you truly believe and question yourself. And I have two questions for you that might help you to just poke a hole in some of those limiting beliefs, because sometimes just poking a hole in them is the very first step. It's the loosening up so that over time, they either disappear themselves or you can then do some deeper work to get rid of the limiting belief completely. So my two questions are, is it real? Is it helpful? If you get double yes, then you're probably onto a winner. If you get don't knows and full out knows, then you'll know it's something to shake up and something to get rid of. And remember, it's just reprogramming. It's nothing more than tweaking the code. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll see you again very soon. Take care.